customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is The Athletics, dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Allison, I actually turned the air conditioning on in my car today driving home because it sat in the sun and the black leather seats got hot and it felt awesome. Were you not parked in the garage? That's right. I parked on the street, but it feels like spring is coming a little bit, and that's when the games get important. Gotcha. Um, News around the league today. Montreal Canadiens fire Claude Julien, which was a bit of a surprise, I have to say. Um, Geez, two weeks ago, we were reading about, is this the best Canadiens team ever? Uh, We were reading, these guys are so damn good, it's boring. And now it's not boring anymore in Montreal. They have fired their coach, Claude Julien, really good coach i do not think he'll be out of work for long uh so interesting news there blue jackets with some interesting stuff today at practice um andrew peak young defenseman sent to cleveland to get some playing time 
Uh, young Mr. Peak went about a year without a game. I thought he looked really good when he stepped back into the lineup, and it's sort of degraded since then. He had a rough game last night and played about 10 and a half minutes. I, th- I think they sort of lost confidence in him. He needs to go play and get some reads and some reps. Um, but good news today in practice. Zach Wierenski skated. Michael Delzato skated. Uh, no word yet. Both could play tomorrow night against Chicago. Um, but if, if not if not back in the lineup, it sure appears that they're getting close. And some interesting stuff around these Blue Jackets. Allison, you watched the game last night, of course. Crazy affair. Uh, Blue Jackets down 2-0, 3-2, 5-3. They come back every time. And they end up losing in a shootout. Kind of a tough luck point. Um, but I think compared to some of the recent performances, not an awful point Either And I think a lot of people watching that game on the Blue Jackets side after the first period, if you would have promised them a point, they would have said, we'll take it because it looked like it was going to be a long night in the rink. Oh, yeah. Um, we I went back to um, for those who follow along, I went back to tracking the transition game live um, since we know that's been such an area of focus or, or <laughs> lack of focus for this group. And, and that first period was just abysmal. They did not even have double digit entry attempts, let alone successes. Um, but they, they turned it around, uh, you know, not enough to win, but, but they brought it way back from where they started that first period. That first period was brutal. Yeah. I think there's so many different ways to measure a performance. I used to love the old box scores before the, I think, 0405 lockout. Uh, where they would show where zone time was a statistic. and It, it should was, be. Yeah, and it was charted on every box score, and it was awesome. Even for the Blue Jackets, because those first four years, it was like, that's not good. Um, the zone time was often an ugly, ugly number. Back when the, it was so awesome, Allison, in the early days of the franchise, when the, when the fans would cheer and icing. <laughs> and I don't mean that to belittle the fans at all. They were just proud of their guys for withstanding the barrage from the Red Wings back then, Nashville back then. Um, they would cheer and icing. Um, anyways, the, the w- w- several ways to measure last night. There were three offensive zone face-offs that entire, for Columbus that entire period, which is crazy when you consider, I think there were 16 defensive zone face-offs. That just tells you how lopsided the ice was. But then, Allison, they come out of the first period, or out of the first intermission, and they score in the first minute, and a strange thing happens. The puck is moving on both ends of the ice. The ice appears balanced, and they a cloud appeared to have lifted. And John Tortorella was interesting on this topic after the game. So the big theme of the uh, first few weeks of the season, few months of the season, has been a lack of concentration. They're not concentrating. And I think it dawned on him last night. They may be concentrating too much to the point of overthinking. Like there was a play, I think it was peak, skated the puck behind the net. And there's Jack Roslovic in the middle of the slot, exactly where he's supposed to be. Exactly the issue that they spent almost all of Monday's practice working on. And there's Jack. He could have been doing jumping jacks in the slot. And Peek doesn't see him. It's not even looking at him, apparently. 
and pulls the puck back, skates it behind the net, and next thing you know, all hell's breaking loose. Um, but then in the second period, they, they seemed much lighter, and the game had flow. Um, so I've got some thoughts on this. You can't tell somebody to relax. You risk getting an elbow in the yapper if you tell someone who needs to relax to relax. It just doesn't work that way. How impressed were you? I didn't think you could do this during a game. How impressed were you that they were able to bring it all back together? They weren't perfect, not by a long stretch the rest of the way, but those last two periods were a stark contrast to the first. Yeah, I mean, they certainly were. And, you know, I, I you you said this earlier um, when we were talking and and you asked John Tortorella about this, this as well, is you tell someone to relax and that's the very last thing they do. Um, and, and I agree with that, but I also think as I pondered it after you brought it up, there can be a flip side to that. Sometimes if if we think about different words of it, if sometimes if someone says, just, just slow down, take a breath. Yeah. You know, that, that can be something that works. Um, also, these are professional athletes who in the past, um, some of them have talked on the record about the mental training that they go through. These are people who literally have gone through training to learn how to release negative energy, release a bad event, release tension, um, so that is, in fact, a skill that I would wager quite a few of them possess. And and then just on a pure colloquial level, honestly, after that first period, I don't know that they could see it getting much worse. Yeah. You know, it, it, at that point, and, and I'll be honest, it felt like the game was decided. It felt like mm-hmm. it was just going to be a long oh. 40 minutes left, <laughs> trudge through to the end, let's get out of here. Um, and so perhaps that... At a very micro level, you and I have thrown around ideas. You know, we had last season where the injuries kind of shook these guys loose. Was it just feeling like, well, the die is cast. Let's just go out there. Um, that helped contribute to them being able to loosen up. I don't know. I'm not a professional athlete. But I think there can be flipped sides to this coin. And you'd love it if you could hear the real truth, right? Because it's it really is so fascinating to wonder what, exactly happened in those 18 minutes or whatever between two periods right yeah um so today they practiced and today's practice was a it was a hoot a uh, hoot it was a hoot they did this drill and i i called i called a couple coaches on the way home from practice to see if this thing has a name i'll describe it briefly but man was it fun to watch so the the nets are pushed to the blue lines facing each other at the blue line so just where they are on the ice but moved up from the goal line to the blue line so Basically, the neutral zone is the length of this ice that they've created. One team, the blue team, has four skaters. The other team, the white team, has three skaters. And each team has on their end of the ice, but way on their end of the ice, another skater. And the blue team with four skaters starts with the puck. The moment that the white team, three skaters, gets the puck, they have to send it all the way down the ice to their extra guy who now can join the play. And the four skaters, blue team, have to go off when they lose possession and three skaters come on. And this is how you keep it going. And another player, of course, reloads the extra guy on the white. So, and the coaches I talked to today, who, you know, they don't want to weigh in on John Tortorella's practices. That's not cool. But their thing was, this is how you work on things in a way that doesn't feel like you're working on things. This is 
wrapping. This is um, putting your medicine, your dog's medicine in a meatball. So you're still getting the work in, but you're doing it with fun. And it's levity. Well, you're also doing some things that are going to make you better, but you're having fun with it. And the players seem to have a blast with it. They had a shootout at the end of practice. They did another drill in between. Um, so what was what was interesting to me, too, is that John Tortorella was not there. He was not at practice. Still the coach of the team, but decided, you know what? I'm part of this, and I'm just going to be over here. And he was great afterwards. He said, you know, there are days I get sick of hearing me talk. Um, and so he stepped away. Ken Hitchcock did this years ago for a different reason. He was pissed off at the Blue Jackets. Didn't think they were listening to practice. So he just didn't go to practice. And the players all showed up, and the players had to run the practice themselves, uh, which is an interesting theory. Um, but tell me what you think of about that and the players and the, uh, just getting a break from that voice that's always there. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, I agree. I thought that was one of the most fascinating things he said. And I actually think it's really smart. I think it's you know, we talk about this in, in all kinds of leadership formats and different parts and different types of organizations, the value of a different voice, um, which can often be the value of an absence of a voice. And I think that, you know, we've talked about this with Torts before. Sometimes when he talks about this team, he's also talking about himself. And was he too obsessed with focus? And is this his way of giving himself some space or creating some intentional relaxing, if you will, to not be on the ice, to not be right there and feel like you have to say something to a player or not even be able to say something to a player. You know, he shared some additional thoughts, um, just an idea I'm digging around with, um, with him and the team about communication. And this is a coach who, you know, for people can love or hate him, but who really focuses on the communication side and the connecting with individuals and with team side. And so I like the choice. Um, I think it anything different can awaken a group of people or even one person. And this was something different, not just in what they did on the ice, but who did it, who was there, and who wasn't there. And and, and I like the move, 100%. Uh, now let me pose it to you this way, too. Do you believe the move? In other words, we all know what we saw. It's true. Mm -hmm. It wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Is it Coaches do this kind of stuff too. Tortorella would would be among them. The players have heard just about everything they could possibly hear yep. as to why they're effing up constantly this year. And they are. Yep. They, they've been a totally different team from the blue line back. But as a coach, you have to have something each day that is an answer or the answer to fix the problems. Mm-hmm. You can't just show up and say, guys, I don't know what else to do, right? Right. So I wonder if Tortorella, I mean, he's he's obviously comfortable in his own skin, and he's he's done this for, for so long. There's a confidence about him. He knows what he's doing. Does he allow himself to get, to take it? In other words, put it on me. I'm going to let you guys have fun and not hear my voice, and if... If this is what you need to to find levity and just have fun and play, if if this is how you can say to yourself, it's easier now because because this isn't there, or I'm not going to get 
corrected if I screw this up. It gives the players something different to latch on to, even if that's not really what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think it could be that. I think it could be a couple things. I think it could be forcing the issue. One of the things I found really compelling, um, Torts was talking about Max Domi specifically, but yeah. we've talked about this in relation to Pierre-Luc Dubois, is Torts said, you know, once we see what you are capable of in the very best sense possible, we're going to expect that every single time. And so it could have been also an angle of, you know what? The answer isn't in us as coaches anymore. Go find it in yourselves. Yeah. Like, like be within yourselves and find a way to rediscover that. Um, it, like I said, I think it could be his own personal um, project just as much as, as it is for the players of providing some separation, providing a break. Um, and not maybe showing his frustration to the players. I think it could be a number of things, but I, I don't think he just decided, you know what, I'm not going to go out there, uh, you know, Brad Shaw, Brad Larson, you guys run this, you guys figure it out. I think this was an intentional thing um, that could have a variety of reasons, but my goodness, they're compelling. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And I would imagine as a coach, too, like I think Seth Jones has been much, much better in recent weeks. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not lumping him in with the rest of these guys. But, you know, two weeks ago, at some point, you're of course, you're, you're going to coach Seth Jones. You're, he's, you're the coach. He's the player. But you don't really need to spend time on the rudimentary parts of hockey with an, a perennial all-star like Seth Jones. That's and, right. and I'm sure at some point when you're drill after drill after drill, you just reach a point where you're like, now, what the hell are we doing? You know how to get the puck out of the zone. Like, get the puck out of the zone. Um, right. And, and it's so much like you could just tell last night. The guys, they didn't trust what they were seeing. And I don't think you can coach that. Like, I don't think you can – you can't X and O your way out of that. And I, I think I think that's sort of the determination that was made. Like, like my God, guys, like it's just hockey. How are how are you not seeing this and seeing that instead? And how can like this is not uh, this this Blackhawks team is not the 2010 Blackhawks. Like, right, they're not that great. But you would have thought that was a high school team playing an NHL team in the first period. Like, it was just totally overwhelmed. Oh to yeah, the point where like this is ridiculous. Like like this isn't an X and O's things. Like what the hell are you doing? Just go play hockey. Like, stop thinking about, I'm silly, but all the stuff we just spent our time practicing on yesterday, 
Like, get it out of your head. Just do what you've done for the last 10 years that got you to this point. It's good enough. Just go be you. And again, they weren't perfect the rest of the way, but there's Kevin Stenland skating the puck three zones. What? <laughs> there's Bjorkstrand. Um, finally, oh, oh, there's Oliver Bjorkstrand. I found him. Uh, right. The lines change, and it, it just suddenly springs to life. And ah, they dominated the overtime period, kind of, mostly dominated. They had the puck the whole time. They could have won it three different times in overtime. Um but the, they carried play for the most part the last two periods. And I'm just fascinated now to see what it looks like on Thursday. And do they carry that play into Thursday? I, I honestly have no idea. Right. How <laughs> this, could you? This, yeah. this team is up and down, and I'm not going to use another analogy that's been used around this team before. But Toilet you literally, they do. Yeah. But so do roller coasters, so True. do a lot of things. Fair. Elevators. Um, elevators, escalators, mm -hmm. steps even. Sure. Um, my hair in the 80s, who's to say? Nice. But, yeah. But you just, you know, that's, and, and, you know, that's the other wrinkle to this that we've not talked about, but it's this, the consistency side when you, I wonder too if it isn't so much about relax, but now they're too focused on being consistent. Yeah. That they've they felt roped into whatever each individual thinks consistent means, and that's thrown them off too. That that's a, but they haven't been consistent. So, if, if the, here's the thing: if they can come out and play a good game, it's huge to see the rebound continue because I don't think that's what this team has seen yet. No, even game to game is yep. It carried over. It's building. It's finally caught. Something's happening. Um, I think that's what this group needs desperately. Yeah. So last night, part of the turnaround was when John Tortorella just basically said, okay, the development of young centermen for the rest of this evening is firmly on hold. We've got <laughs> to get a grip of this. And Felino went between line A and Bjorkstrand. Uh, Boone Jenner went, I think, mostly – Texier played some of the metal too, but Atkinson uh, was on the other side of of um, Boone Jenner, and Roslovic, I believe, played on the wing at times as well. That's when it took off. Now, this is a tricky thing, and John Tortorella addressed it a bit today. They, they have got to develop these guys as centermen, and to develop three of them, Stenland, Texier, Roslovic, makes it impossible to hide one or shelter one. So you can't have a guy that you put out in comfortable positions only with just sort of dipping his toe in the other heavy stuff. If there's three of them, you got you to gotta just kind of play. And there's been a lot of lumps taken. Uh, Roslovic's had some trouble with the defensive zone coverages. He's had a lot of trouble in the face-off circle. Texier the same. Um, what is what's the read here? They're twenty games in. They're they're thirty-six to go. Um, I think this is a tough call. But does John Tortorella stick with Felino and maybe Jenner in the middle and say we'll worry about the development later of utmost importance right now? Is wins? 
Um, I think the answer is going to be clear in about 10 games. Yeah. Because I think that he's got to try for a balance. He's got to – I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see him continue to try to roll out at least one or two, um, if not all three on certain games, particularly Roslovic, um, game to game. Now, they are still going to try to win games, and we'll see changes mid-game like we saw last night. But if this goes underwater, uh, it's going to shift, I would suggest, pretty strongly towards the development side. Really. Yeah, and probably should. Probably should. Yeah, 100%. But I think there's an obligation right now to save this season if you can. And, 100%. And you look at the standings. The standings are tricky right now because the games are all over the place. The game's played. Yes. Um, I went through and figured out points per game, which could end up being how the NHL decides who gets in and who doesn't, if not everybody can play 56. Um, right now, Florida, Carolina, Tampa, and Chicago, by points per game, are one through four. Dow- what do you mean points per game? Why didn't, why didn't you just use points percentage? Well, it's, just, it's the same thing. It's just sometimes easier for people to process so Florida's at 1.53, Carolina at 1.47. Um, Columbus, by this measure, is sixth. And they're behind Dallas because Dallas has played so few games. <coughs> Excuse me. Nashville and, and Detroit are kind of off there. They're, Nashville's really not that far behind Columbus if they, if they get it together. Um, the point is uh, the standings are tricky right now. And from what you believe, Allison, do you believe that the Blue Jackets are better than Dallas and Chicago? Okay, hold on. I'll come back to that. Did you do this manually or did you do this in Excel? Excel? Did no. you seriously – you could have done this in like five seconds in Excel. I like – I did it the way I like to do it. I did it the way I like. I've got it right here. I'll take your picture and send it to you if you'd like. How much time did it take you? Oh, not long at all. I mean, I used, to cal- take- I used a calculator, if that's cheating. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, re- we're going to discuss this in a little bit. Calculators. Anyway, no, Aaron. Oh, there's so many more easier ways. Are they you better? Hurt. You're <laughs> making my brain hurt. Oh, wait till you see some of the other stuff I dredged up. Oh, I've seen some of the stuff you do. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> is, anyway. Is Columbus I, better than Columbus- Chicago or Dallas? So, I don't know. Honestly. Yeah. I, I I cannot answer that question with authority, and I would also say this: I haven't seen a ton of Dallas. I've seen more of Chicago, um, and I would say that unlike other seasons, there haven't been a ton of games this year where the final buzzer sounds and I say, "Oh, the Columbus Blue Jackets didn't get what they deserved." Right. So you are what your record says you are. Yeah. Seems on point right now for this team. Now, as you've talked about, this is a team that has turned it around in the past and they can always take off. But right now, other than the Carolina game with the with the goal that should have come off the score sheet, in my opinion, I, I, I can't think of many games where the team's been robbed of a result. Right. And the tricky thing is, Dallas has played like seven fewer games than Columbus. Right, exactly. Uh, now, I think that's tricky on two fronts. It's tricky because it gives you, if you're Columbus, a false sense of security. For sure. But if you're Dallas, you're going to be fitting. If they get all 56 oh. in, 
you're going to be fitting seven extra games in in the span of 36 games for the Blue Jackets. So you're going to be playing the schedules murder. 43 murder. games while the Blue Jackets are playing 36. That is that's crazy. And who knows what's left on the other side of that if you're able to get that's all right. those games in. Now, the, right. the league has allowed an extra week at the end of the season if they need to tack on for somebody. So that could be Dallas getting four games in that week um, while the rest of the league sits dormant and waits for the other teams to catch up. Who knows what it's going to look like. But And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is, and I drew this up old school too, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Laine. Yes. Heard of him. Let's start with the two goals last night because my God, wow. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the one the one timer on the power play is like, whew, that's, that's what you've come to expect from him. It leaves the st- – like he doesn't – the sp- – the swing force doesn't appear to be it's impressive it doesn't appear to be commensurate with the with the force of the puck coming off the stick do you know what i'm saying it comes yes. off harder than it looks like from his shot yes that's it's yes. it's something to behold i kind of felt like the goalie felt like he had a pretty good read on it but when he expected to be gloving it it was like past his head yeah. Like it was that quick, but I was more impressed with the wrist shot, the the second goal from the left dot, mm-hmm. where he walks in, Connor Murphy, good Dublin boy, um, sort of skates off to the side because I don't want to be in front of that shot if it's a if it's the big one, but I think he also wanted his goalie to see it, and Line A picks like a three by three hole. In the corner of the net, it just, boom, just yeah. throws it exactly where he wants to. That was amazing. Your yeah. thoughts? And, and, well, and what I love about the kid is when he's asked about it after the game, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really think about it that much. I just, right. that, that's what I do. It's just what I do. I'm just really good at that. Yeah. I I, I mean, the, and I'm sure many smarter people have done this already, but to dissect Everything about what goes into that, the physics of his body, he's such a big man, the physics of the stick, where the flex hits in the stick, where the where the puck leaves the stick. It's just and, and like you say, it's it's not like he winds up for this massive clapper and you're just expecting a bomb. You right. just see it's him and you're like, here we go. Yeah. And there it is. Yeah. And there it's just it's you know, and I enjoyed Zach Wierenski's comments on it today, too. Just just to be around it, not just to see it in a game and say, oh, he's really good. Yeah. You know, Zach Rinsky called it one of the top three shots in the game. Yeah. Um, it's it's something. It's something to take in. And that second one, the wrister, he just – he's looking right at the goalie. The goalie's square to him. There's no screen. Oh, yeah. And he looked him in the eye. And it's hard to do this because goalies are so big today. He looked him in the eye and 
beat him where he stood. Yep. And you go, whoa, like that just, my God, that just doesn't happen very often in today's NHL, but it is a sight to behold. Since Line A joined the Blue Jackets, so I should, let me be very clear about this. Since he joined the Blue Jackets lineup, not this is not from the day of the trade, but yes. from when he stepped in and played 10 games, 6-4-10, three power play goals. More impressively, the Blue Jackets' power play in those 10 games, small sample size, granted, is sixth in the NHL at 29.2%. They scored three power play goals last night. First time they've done that <clears throat> excuse me, since November of last season. Uh, also a loss, by the way. Uh, your thoughts on just what Line A means to this team? I don't think we've fully grasped it yet because he hasn't fully integrated, but he feels like a point-of-game guy, and it feels like this team wants to be on the power play. Hell, it might be their best aspect of their game the first 20 games of the season. I'm not even going to ask how you figured out this stat either because it's going to break my little heart. Oh, but um, don't tell me. Um, yeah, I I have to be careful how I say this because I'm saying it more simplistically than I think the answer is. But I do believe at this point with the team having tried literally everything on this power play for how many years that a lot of this was sitting between the ears of everyone involved in the dang thing. Yeah. And to just know that Patrick Line is over there can release a lot of that, I think. Yes. Um, I thought I think they've looked crisp. I think they've looked more aggressive. I think they've been better at setting up. Uh we'll we'll consider the breakout a work in progress some nights. Yes. But um yeah, I, I think I think he's a key. And if it's a mental key, if that's what it takes. Because we're we're past X's and O's for that unit, we we just are. Oh God! Um, yes. <laughs> and so, if this is what it takes, on top of the fact that he is one of the most skilled power play shooters in the league, God bless, go forward and be now a top ten power play in the league. Yeah, I think Brad Larson became a much better power play coach. Clearly, with that trade. Clearly, with that trade, which is funny how that works, isn't it? Oh, it's always that. Yeah. Um, and and to your point, I wonder how much the power play is an extension of the the mental paralysis we've talked about with this team mm -hmm. before that shows mm -hmm. up in certain ways. There's no like we've said it before. They don't have they haven't had the high end skill since Panarin left before right. Line a arrived. But there's some there's some pretty damn good hockey players on this team. There's no reason. The power play should ever have been the just complete liability that it's been. <laughs> Correct. I mean, no excuse. And and I think they overthought themselves with that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, and that's what I'm saying. There's they've literally. I, I was I was on NHL on Sirius a few days ago, and they said, "What can the power play do?" And I'm like, "They said, what would you recommend?" I'm like, "Literally nothing," because they've literally tried. Everything. Yeah. There's nothing else to try. <laughs> just play. Just play. Just, just go. Just go do. Take right. a, holy shit. Take a breath and go play. Yeah. To quote John Tortorella. Right. So we've said this up in the press box. There's five of you. Yeah. Do you know you have an extra player? They on only the have four. Like, <laughs> like this is where it should be fun. It's. It, it just. Yes. Uh, you can just see them 
them knotted up down there. Yes. How much of that comes from the top? And I don't mean just torts. I mean the assistant coaches. Bradshaw's a pretty serious guy. Um, Manny Legacy isn't, but he's not on the bench. Kenny McCudden's a breath of fresh air whenever you see him, but he's not on the bench. Yarmo Kakalainen's a pretty serious dude. Is this organization just too serious? Oh, my. Well, this is a question. They're too intense? Um, what a walk-off. Wow. I don't. Mm, Where's the levity? Uh, we, we need Claude Noel. That's what we need. Joy. Find Play. the joy. Play Find with joy. the joy. Play with joy. If, if, and for those of you who maybe weren't around the organization back then, this man was a gift. A, was he the tree also? What tree would you be? Was that also Claude Noel? Yeah, it's, of course it was. Yes. Uh, well, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. A gift. But um, I, would like to, I would like us to revisit this topic next week. I would like to really I think, about, think about my answer. Yeah. I want to really think about that. Yeah. Yeah. But you, would, you can never go wrong with some Claude Noel in your life. No, you know what's great? Those were days where almost every game included a post-game, uh, a post-game yeehaw at a local tavern. Yes. And there, there is a, as there is in every major city, a sort of a large late-night bohemian scene. Many of them work in the restaurant business. And they didn't give a shit about hockey. But they heard the first Claude Noel <laughs> uh, press conference They're like this is my dude man like yeah, he was some sure. sort of seer some visionary and they latched on to him and play with joy man find your joy play with joy embrace it yeah what tree would you be what Amen. Tree, if you were a tree what tree would you be i think it was originally a barbara walters question on 60 minutes one time uh, of course it was and of uh, course that's where he got it from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Claude's Claude a beauty. And Claude is now, for people who care, is now a scout for, he's got the greatest job in the world, for the Devils. And his his coverage area is, is California and Arizona. That sounds terrible. Yeah. So I often get an out of nowhere uh, bear hug from behind in Arizona, especially. Uh, Claude sneaks up and is he's still quite the quirky, blessed gentleman. Good dude. That's awesome. Good dude. So, uh, Allison, anything else we need to get to? We've prattled on a bit here. We have a wager, Aaron. We have a wager that we didn't know was even going to be supported by so the told. subject matter at hand. And I don't think so it was, but go ahead. Well, it was, clearly. So here's the thing. Some of our wonderful listeners may recall that a few years ago, I taught you how to take screenshots it was awesome. of your computer screen. Was it, was it not life-changing? It was work changing. It was work changing. What, was it so rewarding? Did you feel like your work was more efficient, more professional? Um, yeah. And I used it more than I ever thought I would. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Being so, honest here. Being honest. Yes. Now, there has been a push from there our is, dear Twitter friends for years. There is no push. There is true. There is too, I assure you. For you to learn how to thread tweets. Uh, and I had issued a challenge that each year, just one thing a year, I was going to teach you one technical tip. Now, is this possible through TweetDeck? Because that's where I do my tweeting. Aaron, yes. Okay. Now, that's a good question. And you have, you have pushed back on my attempts to move you forward in your technology understanding, which again would bring joy to your life. You could have had all these little wonderful stats you just, you just cited today in seconds. 
with the use of technology. So all I'm saying is one tip, I'm encouraging you to learn one tip, and we have placed a wager that if at least 20 listeners tweet at us, both of us in a tweet, that you need to learn how to thread tweets, that you will learn how to thread tweets. Am I correct in this wager? And if 20 do, yes, I will what do I- bring to yes. you... Um, Guma Candies, the legendary Licking County establishment, Gumas. Yes. And if less than 20 do, what do I get? What do you want? Oh. Do you want me to bring, do you want me to bring Buckeyes or cookies again? Uh, I can get some buckeyes. cookies. Cookies? Um, yeah. Something. Okay. Something nice. Yeah. Now they won't, they won't rival your daughter. She's a tremendous baker, oh, but I will do I'll, my very best. I'll tell you. So or that. maybe a cake. I'll, I'll oh, bring a cake. cake. Right. You know what? Actually, next month will be 12 years on Twitter, which is just ridiculous. Couldn't be a better time to learn something new. Have I ever told you the shit I took for getting on Twitter at the, when I was at the dispatch? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, and look and it's at been how you've 12 years. 12 You've been learning. Years. Your Twitter use has progressed. Nah. And now it's time. It's now it's time for the next step. All right. So it's, time to, it's time to be a grown-up on Twitter. Oh, God. Twitter. It's time to be a grown-up and get off Twitter some days, it feels no. like. Uh, fair. Yeah. Um... Okay, so this lesson is to take place. We will it will take place in the next couple weeks if we get twenty but twenty people have to respond by our okay. next recording, which is next Wednesday. And you have to mention both of us in your tweet. Yeah. That you want Aaron to learn how to thread tweets on Twitter. Okay, it's awesome that I'm not gonna push this podcast I will be on tracking Twitter. This I'm not gonna with, share oh, it. Oh yes, I'm you will. Share the link on Twitter. <laughs> Dry the numbers Hourly. down. Dry the numbers Hourly. down. <laughs> Anything else to add? <laughs> Help me out, people. Let's 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 no turn this ship here. around. No Come here. on, help me out. Help yourselves out. Find the best Blue Jackets information all in one thread on Twitter. Alrighty. Thanks to yours truly. All right, that's all I have. Nothing else. I think that's enough. You know, we should say Carson Meyer. Oh yes, Powell, Ohio. Two goals in his his AHL debut, his pro debut uh, for the for the Monsters. That is tremendous. Um, you talk about a kid who's been through a lot, <laughs> been through a lot, and waited his turn. Um. Finally gets on the ice. He'd, it's been a long time since he played, and he pops in two goals in his uh, Monsters debut. And Connor McDonald uh, from Westerville, Ohio, made his pro debut defenseman, his pro debut the same night. Uh, he's on a PTO, I believe, with with the Monsters. So good uh, good local hockey night for Columbus uh, early awesome. this week. And you'll be reading more about that Sunday, I do believe, in the Sunday Gatherings Notebook. So, uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for your ears. Uh, thanks for your uh, um, reading the website as well. Really appreciate it. And we'll be back with you next week. Take care. Take care.